0: Hey, moms, welcome back to the podcast. As always, I am here with a baby on the boob. Today, we're going to talk about physiological birth, why it's important, and what practices support physiological birth. So, this is a very mini training. On This topic on physiological birth and it's actually the first lesson you'll get in unmedicated academy like a little preview of the very first lesson in the very first module in my online birth course for moms who want to go unmedicated in the hospital before we dive in if you could do me a quick favor and give me a rating on apple i or on itunes on apple podcasts um it's really gonna help me to grow the show and to spread the word on birth and all things expecting mom and it's just going to help me continue to provide you guys with some awesome free information over here via the podcast i'm a podcast gal and i know you are too if you're listening to this and if you're enjoying this episode, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me so I can shout you out, and even better, if you can share what your biggest takeaway was from this episode, I would love to hear from you. All right, let's jump in. So physiological birth means letting your the entire labor process take place with your body's innate power. So your body is made to bring baby into this world. And physiological birth means you are going to let your body start the process all the way through the end of the process, even up to like starting the bonding and the breastfeeding. And our bodies know exactly how to birth our babies. And when we don't interrupt, that's physiological birth. It's the most effective and optimal way to birth Usually our labors are shorter. They have less risks when we don't intervene. So fewer risks and safer outcomes to mom and baby when we just let the process do what it needs to do. So why do we need to talk about this? Because your birthplace or maybe your provider might not support physiological birth. Now, I mean, that sounds so silly, right? To say that somebody would be like, no, 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 we're not gonna let our body do its thing. And it's not quite that abrupt, but it is very true that not all birthplaces and not all providers support physiological birth. So let's real quick talk about our birthplace and provider options. So the birthplace options are the hospital, a birthing center, At home, and your provider options are an OB, a midwife. Now, of course, there's two different kind of types of midwives, right? Because we can have a hospital midwife, and we can have a home birth midwife. And then having no provider, which is what we would call a free birth or an unassisted birth. So when you give birth in a hospital, you generally are under the care of an OB or a midwife, obstetricians are trained in surgical birth and they're trained to intervene. They're trained to handle the emergency. So if you are not a high risk mom, then you should be seeing a midwife. So even if you're giving birth in a hospital, there will be, well, I shouldn't say will, some hospitals have midwives available and some may not. So ask if you have a midwife available to you because midwives are always more supportive or tend to be more supportive of physiological birth and the natural processes that our body goes through to bring our babies to us. Now, when I say n- midwives are different in the hospital and a home birth, they, they have different rules. So a midwife that works in a hospital follows that hospital model of care. And the hospital model of care tends to not be very supportive of physiological birth and tends to be more of that intervention focused, even with the midwife. Now, if you have the choice between an OB and a midwife in a hospital and you want an unmedicated birth, hands down, go with the midwife. They will be more natural-minded, more supportive of unmedicated and fewer interventions. Now, when you talk about your other birthplace options a birthing center or a home birth those midwives have a different set of rules and they they tend to have picked the birthing center and the and the home birth because they believe in physiological birth and they believe in that more holistic, whole woman based care. So the midwifery model of care is different than the hospital model of care. So if you want like true midwifery care, you want to pick a birthing center or a home birth if that is available to you. And those providers tend to provide more education. Your Even down to your prenatal appointments are more focused on you and your needs and your comfort versus like the average length of time for a prenatal appointment in the hospital setting is 7 minutes you guys i read that somewhere 7 minutes that you're with your provider so you're just not getting enough in that hospital model of care which is why it's really important to consider getting a doula if you are in the hospital model of care even if you have a midwife um definitely if you have an ob right okay So those are our options and you want to consider those options, especially if an unmedicated low intervention birth is your goal. Now let's talk about the practices that support physiological birth. So I keep saying that the hospital model is less supportive of physiological birth and the home birth midwifery model of care is more supportive of physiological birth. So keep that in mind. I'm going to list the six practices that support physiological birth, and then I'll kind of talk about the differences that you might experience in each of those practices based on your provider or your birth location. Okay, so here we go. The six practices that support physiological birth are one, the idea that labor begins on its own. Two, freedom of movement throughout labor is supported. Three, continuous labor support. Four, no interventions is the routine five spontaneous pushing an upright or a gravity neutral position and six, no separation of mother and baby with, lab, with labor with unlimited opportunities for breastfeeding. So it kind of goes in order, right? S- starting with labor beginning through starting that breastfeeding journey. Okay. So let's go over each of these. And and the thing that I want to point out is that the opposite practice works against physiological birth. So the idea that labor begins on its own. own. So that means you're letting your body do its thing. You're not rushing it. You're not putting a time limit on it. You're not saying you need to be out by 39, 40 weeks and you let it start on its own. The flip side would be in the hospital model of care. A lot of times we're talking about induction. We're talking about, well, you're almost 40 weeks. Let's talk about, you know, setting an induction date and That is not supportive of physiological birth. If you want an unmedicated and low intervention childbirth, you should be letting labor start on its own. So keep these things in mind and make sure you're advocating for yourself on these things when maybe your provider or your birthplace isn't being supportive of them. All right, number two would be freedom of movement throughout labor is supported. And this one seems like duh, But in 2019, when I had my son, the nurse told me to lay in the bed because I might have cord prolapse, and she basically scared me and told me a horror story about having to rush to the OR with her hand in a woman's vagina, holding the baby off the cord, and I don't want that to happen to you, sweetie. She was very much an older nurse, and it was like midnight, so she's probably tired, doesn't want to be... You know, I'm speculating here but that's what it seems like when someone is telling you to go lay down in the bed so freedom of movement should be supported continuous labor support so when you think of so that's number three when you think of a hospital versus a home birth okay and then birth center always falls somewhere in between that when you're in the hospital and your support person and i'm doing air quotes here so if we're talking about you don't have a doula it's just you and your partner and the nurse, and your OB, generally in hospital births, they leave you to be, they put the monitors on you, and they walk away, and they'll come and check on you in several hours, which, you know, is good, and it's bad, because birth also progresses in a natural way when the woman feels safe, and secure, and, and there's a sense of familiar familiarity, oh my gosh, I can't say that word right now, <laughs> familiar it er, er, Nope. Can't say it, but you know what I'm saying? Like she's familiar with the people and the place and, and you kind of lack that in the hospital setting. So that's one good, good part about that kind of being left alone, but then you're also lacking the support. So unless you've trained your partner to be a birth expert, you need someone there that's going to help you through all the stages of labor, okay? Especially, especially if you're going unmedicated. So if you think of the home birth, your midwife that's there, and usually she brings someone with her, an assistant or another midwife, they are there with you the whole time. They are checking on you and they're checking on baby and they're giving you labor support and they don't leave your side. They may give you some... um periods of intimacy and alone time so you can, you know, work through your labor and have those feelings of security and that sort of thing. But they're there for you and their focus is on you and it's not like that in the hospital. Number 4, no interventions is routine. So again, when you're at home, you're literally <coughs> oh, Louie has a lot to say about that. Um when you're home, you're literally nothing's being interrupted like you're not even getting in a car to go drive anywhere um versus you know when you get to the hospital you have to drive there you have to check in they're handing you a hospital gown they want to start an iv these are all interventions that kind of interrupt labor and they're not even those aren't even the big interventions right then we can get talk more about like iv fluids and not being able to eat and pitocin and that sort of thing The more interventions you have, the more interrupted your labor process is, and then the more help you're going to need, which is kind of funny because, not funny, ironic that the interventions that are meant to help you, I guess, can actually hinder you and require you to need more help. The next one, spontaneous pushing in an upright or gravity neutral position, so you know, I've definitely heard horror stories of women being told to lay on the bed and push on their back. And, you know, it's a convenience thing. So the provider can easily see what's going on, but in birth, the convenience shouldn't be the provider and it absolutely should be the birthing person. And midwives tend to, to, to support upright and gravity neutral positions. And, you know, disclaimer, of course, not all, Hospital models of care are as extreme in not supporting physiological birth. Some providers in the hospital setting are very supportive of physiological birth. Again, it depends where you are and who your provider is. And then the last one, no separation of mother and baby. I feel like this one's getting a lot better in our hospital setting. A lot of hospitals have that status of being baby friendly and mother friendly, and they do the golden hour now and they don't take babies away um, as soon as they are born. Um, so I feel like that is definitely getting better. But of course, you know, um you want to make sure that is always being supported. Okay, so like I said, every every location, every provider is different in terms of which of these six things are normal and part of the protocol and which of these six things are something that you are going to have to advocate for. So you definitely, if you are able to provider shop, if you can be picky about who your provider is and where your birth location is, like if you have a couple hospitals in your area, um, I understand this is an option for everybody, But if it is an option for you, you should definitely be interviewing your providers. I have a list of questions that you can download to ask yourself to kind of understand what kind of birth you want. And then also questions to ask your provider. And I'll link to those in the show notes for you Um, because yeah, your experience will be vastly different between or it can be vastly different between different providers and different birth locations even different providers within the same hospital setting so like I said I had that nurse when I had my son in 2019 that told me to go lay down and then there was a shift change and a different nurse came and I was like I can't lay down anymore like they were getting not upset but they were saying my labor wasn't progressing. And I said, well, that's because I've been laying down and resting because that nurse told me to. I'm going to have to get up then. And and that nurse was a lot more supportive of me getting up and moving around. And she brought me a birth ball. So even within a single birthplace, you can have different varying providers and, and levels of support of physiological birth. So one thing I want you to remember... Its birth is more predictable than you think. When we think of physiological birth, there is a set of processes that our bodies go through with some variations of normal, of course, but pretty much it's the same process from start to finish that bring our babies into this world. So when that, that idea of going with the flow and birth and not having a birth plan, when that pops up, I feel like a lot of times people are saying, you can't control birth, it's unpredictable. But really, it, it is kind of predictable. We know exactly what happens to bring baby into this world. Of course, there are definitely variations of normal. There's definitely a few different ways birth can go. And of course, there are always medical emergencies that happen. But when we can trust and surrender to the, to the process of birth, we're more likely to have that positive birth experience that we want it's not until we interrupt that process that birth needs help and now it becomes risky and and a lot of women don't know to trust the physiological process of birth because it has been become so standard i mean if you think of any movie that's portraying birth it's so medicalized the woman is on their back and they're screaming of course i screamed in my unmedicated childbirth too but that is not an all-inclusive picture of birth we've definitely over medicalized birth and that that's when physiological birth doesn't work so this is why a lot of women don't understand or believe in physiological birth because it's so outside of what is portrayed and in unmedicated academy so i told you this whole podcast episode is like a little peek into the Module 1, Lesson 1 of Unmedicated Academy. And you get a whole lesson on physiological birth, which is kind of what we just previewed. And then in addition to this, you also get to learn about some freaking amazing things that our body does. You know, a zoom in on the physiological birth process and some cool things our body does to bring our babies into this world, like to make it easier on ourselves. It's just wild. So you get a little bit of that too. And then hand in hand with that lesson is the physiological birth immersion kit. And what that is, is it's meant to help you reframe your brain, to reframe your idea of birth, to see birth from the physiological standpoint. So you can trust the process a little bit more and you can trust your body more when you're in labor and you can more easily surrender to the intensity of birth because you know exactly what's happening and you have this knowledge of the process that's bringing your baby into this world. And those sensations now are not scary because you know what they are doing. You know what the goal is and you know why it's happening. And it helps you release some of that fear and some of that tension and And it's going to make your birth so much better. So that's all I have for you guys. Don't forget, if you're expecting, I have an awesome labor prep webinar, labor prep bundle for you over at lizzybolligercom slash labor prep. And I'll link to it in the show notes too. And it's a webinar on exactly how I prepared for my third birth, how I prepped my mind, my body, and my support to have an awesome fast, positive, unmedicated birth in the hospital. By far, hands down, my favorite birth experience. And in this Labor Prep Bundle, you get a link to the webinar where I kind of walk you through everything. You get a checklist on all the things that I did. So like my daily, now some of the checklist things aren't daily, but the daily things I did and my whole, like all my habits to prep for birth this with my third where I just had so much more knowledge than with my first and my second. Um, and then I also have a resources page for you to click over and see some of the things that I'm talking about, like that I used specifically to prep. Um, and then you also get to snag my hospital bag checklist and my, um, the words are escaping me birth plan template. And the template is made for moms wanting the unmedicated hospital birth, and it's a super simple template. You know, we we never we never want something that's difficult to read, that's long, and this one is so simple. It just says yes or no in front of each intervention. It's broken up by first stage, second stage, third stage, um, postpartum, and you just. Delete the yes or delete the no if it's something you want or something you don't want. And it's super simple. And it has a lot of the things that you would want to decline if you want to have like a super unmedicated, no intervention, um, crunchy mama, home birth style, hospital birth. That That is definitely for you. So go ahead and click that link in the show notes and you can grab that for yourself all right, I will see you next time. And next week, I'm going to be talking about evidence-based care. This is actually one of four episodes I'm doing in like a little mini birth series. And it's actually like an, um, an IG live series that I am doing. And so this was the first week. Week one is what's physiological birth, which we just covered. Week two is evidence-based care. Three is the cascade of interventions and four is the four rules of labor positioning. So I'll be sharing those over on my IG live and they will be coming back to the podcast to live here forever for you. So be sure to check those out also.